climb back to back rowing two times caught a pound jello case smoked a few times i be in when they see me say that's you slime levels to the shit finna touch a mill in due time ain't no sleep in this shit that's a fine line on my way to the mo boys grind time fed in pushing lines on the nine nine we ain't worried about a thing we on god's time ghetto boy on the head that's a red sock two threes on the feet no it's dead stock one two st it's the west pop melody of the keys make your head nod what up, what up everybody? Gonna let this rock out for a bit, but welcome back, welcome back. For those watching us on YouTube, check us out on the chat line. For those listening to us through the Good News Radio app, welcome, welcome. Check me out though. Hey, hey. I can't smoke Reggie Bush, I need dope smoke. Dope flavors in my ones, make a nigga choke. Flavors, <laughs> Sherry house. Pie got me extra hot. I'm taking nigga bitch and won't even try. Keep it player, she looked, then you know she took. That 40 up in his chest is like a notebook. I'm throwback, retro, real saucy with it. Even my kids got the drip, gotta stay fitted. I come with it, mix the O with the new school. Big Benz, I just made a thousand off these pro tools. Big B on my face, ain't no sue. Trying to cop a foreign, do the dash in the new cool. All right, all right. Welcome back to another episode of Said Connects. This is Danny, your host, and we're live from the TGN Latinx station. I'm here with your host, B, as well. B, B, I'm, I'm excited to have you. Welcome back, B. Good to be back. <laughs> Definitely good to be back, man. Got a little theme song for you, B. <laughs> We needed you this whole time. We missed you. I know. <laughs> so we got a little song. We gotta get you back. <laughs> yeah. Now, but B, how was it? How was your trip, B? It was good. It was good to see family. Yeah. I realized that I hadn't been back in 12 years. And, and remind everybody, where were you? El Salvador. In El Salvador. And you yeah. haven't been back... 12 years. 12 years, man. I saw babies that are not babies anymore. They're like grown-ass adults grown now. Grown-ass adults. It man. was good. I want to say thank you to Julia, though. Yeah? <laughs> she held it. You want to say thank you to Julia? Yeah, thank you, Julia. You know, she was here with you. Absolutely. Yeah, it was a good time with her here. Yeah. We, we definitely had a good time. and um, But I'm glad you're back. You got a, had a bunch of pupusas. Did you bring back any pupusas? No, nah, man. That's fucked up, baby. <laughs> Did you nah, at least have some for me? I did. I did have some. At not least cheese. Every day? Not cheese, though. You know. Did you have the rice ones? I did have the rice ones. Yeah. Good. The only way to do it over there. <laughs> yeah, it is really the only way to do it. But we're going to go and kick this in. We got a few sponsors, but this is Said Connects, Cannabis Entrepreneurial Dialogues. Our mission is to create spaces for people and brands of color to share their stories, educate and empower our communities. Uh, we got to thank some of our sponsors today. We have Smoke Apparel. Smoke Apparel is a cannabis, life, cannabis lifestyle brand that advocates for social equity brands for folks, people of color. Um, they have some amazing gear out there. You can go ahead and sh- check them out at smokeapparel.com. That's S-H-M-O-K-E apparel.com. And they actually have... Um, they have some. They have a good deal right now where if you purchase one of their hoodies, they'll go ahead and throw in a free eighth in that order. So 
They got some bomb-ass flour right now that they have. Check out their catalog. And again, you can find them at shmokeapparel.com. Also look them up on IG as well. You'll see all the gear that they have. They have bomber jackets. They have hoodies. They have shirts, hats, shorts. You name it, they got it. Hit them up. Make sure to let them know that said Connect sent you. And shout out to you, Smoke. Um, you got a big game coming up. Big Chiefs fan over there. So I know that he's excited and getting ready to, to watch this game. Um, so I'm excited for him. Um, and then uh, we have a new sponsor that we got to shout out. And that is the parent company. Uh, the parent company, uh, they have a bunch of different um, brands from Kaliva to Fun Uncle um, to, to plenty others. They have shops everywhere. And what the, and the sponsorship that we have with them is they're going to give all of our listeners and all of our viewers a discount um, whenever you order from them. So if you go ahead and you log on uh, to Kaliva.com, the C-A-L-I-V-A.com. And you enter promo code SEDCONNECTS30. You'll receive 30% off your order. And you'll also get free delivery on the on that order as well. So that that's a good chunk of change that's taken out of your order. Just even with that delivery fee. So go ahead and check them out. Join, uh, Log on to their website. Download their app at Kaliva Club. Um, and, and make sure to order some products. Use promo code SEDCONNECTS30 to get 30% off and free delivery on your next order. Uh, thank you, Parent Company, for, for the sponsorship. We look forward to working with you guys uh, throughout the month. And, um, and, and yeah, so have, have, you, have you ordered any, any food lately? Uh, any food? Any, any cannabis be? Lately? No, not not since you've been all. back? Not since I've been back. Okay. I've I love been, delivery services. I know. Just, you know, it's the best. I don't have to step out of the house and just chill. We got our guests. We got Steven. We got Alex in the house. Uh, have you guys ordered any cannabis products online? Not yet. Nope, not yet. Okay. All right. Been We're going gonna to have the to... store. What's that? Been going to the store. Been going to the much. store? Yeah. All right. Cool, cool. Well, as we mentioned, we got Alex... And we got uh, Steven in the house, and they're from Dope Flavors. Uh, let's give them a round of applause for being here. What's up? What's happening? Yeah. Thanks for having us. Thank you very much. Nah, man, I'm excited to have you guys. I know that you guys traveled some ways to be here. You guys came from the Bay, and so I'm excited to have you guys here. Um, I want to start off by, by asking you guys, um, talk to me about your upbringing, man. We're... Where are you from? Where did you grow up? And what was the message behind cannabis um, in your household? Um, I'm from a small town in the Bay Area called Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh, California, without the H at the end. And uh, it's a small town. It's a town kind of sprouted up after World War II because of Camp Stoneman. So there was a military camp there. And then that's that's, I'm like third generation Hispanic from Pittsburgh. So... One high school over there, like one or two middle schools, so it's a really small town. And um, I actually grew up with this guy right here over there in Pittsburgh, California. And, you know, cannabis was always taboo, especially, you know, a lot of Hispanics, you know, raising up Catholic over there. Is is that um, what the population is in Pittsburgh? uh, Majority now is Hispanic, like Latino. um, It's a good mix, though. Good mix? Good mix. But when you say small town, like, is it like one of those secluded towns that, like... 
you know, that it's like in the middle of nowhere or is there some cities that are like nearby? Yeah, surrounding cities like Concord and Antioch, those okay. are definitely bigger cities. But yeah, we're like right in the middle. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. And then over there, yeah, can I mean, it's the cannabis culture is big over there for sure. But like, you know, growing up over there, it was more taboo. Parents didn't really like it, but uh, was definitely still smoking <laughs> pot back then. Yeah. And what was that message like from your family? Like, what, like were they very against it? Did, were your family like, were they smoking and they just didn't tell you guys? What I guess, was that about? Like for me, at least it was more like, oh, don't do it until maybe you're older. Experiment with it when you're older. But um you know, it's a, they did it back then. You know, it yeah. was still. You know, they lived through the '60s. They lived through going into the. I'm gonna 70s. need to get get you close to that mic, my man. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, so I, it wasn't really too strict for me, especially going into high school. It was like, you know, there ain't ain't no stopping it. Okay, yeah. all right. <laughs> you want to share, Alex? Yeah, I mean, when I first got caught high, my mom was just heartbroken. My older brother used to get in trouble, and she would just think, I'm going to just go do the same shit, basically. But, okay. uh, you know, just when they got to the point where they knew they weren't going to stop us, you feel me? Uh, it was cool. My parents just didn't want us in the streets. Uh, when we were drinking stuff, we would just be at my house mostly and okay. out, out the way, pretty much. Nice. So uh, It was cool, yeah. My uh, parents didn't really trip too hard. All right. You know, Back okay. when it was big as a gateway drug. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Early 2000s, late 90s. Yeah, yeah, for really, sure. It was really normal. Like, everybody was smoking. You know, if you're doing anything else, you're kind of looked at like a little weirdo. Yeah. When it comes to the tree, it was just the norm. Absolutely. I, I, you know, and, and we've gotten that a lot from folks that are up in the Bay, um, that it is kind of a little more normal. It feels like it's a little more normalized. Yeah. Um, but, and shout out to you guys for being here. Um, Steven, I, I see you got you're the CEO of Dope Flavors. I see you're a project coordinator for the Alliance of Higher Education in Prison, uh, co-founder of Moon, Moon of Abundance, Oaksterdam University alumni. Did I miss anything in that resume there? Um, I'm a um, San Francisco State Class of 2020 Project Rebound student. Uh, I'm a Justice Impacted student, so I did about a six-year prison term, and then um, just pretty much when I paroled out of prison, that's when I uh, just continued my college education. Um, didn't want to go back. So yeah. even though parole was definitely trying to take me back, you know, just you know, working and going to school full time, you know, staying out the way, uh, advocating for formerly incarcerated students um, or current incarcerated students. And that advocacy kind of just, you know, fell onto also uh, cannabis equity ad- advocacy, right. especially since uh, I paroled in 2016 and. That's when it went wreck out here in California. So, um, and we'll definitely get into that mm-hmm. right now. We'll, we'll get into all that. Um, and, and but but in that moment and in that conversation, mm-hmm. um, you know, this this goes toward first thing that we thought that I thought of was that preschool, the preschool to prison pipeline. Mm-hmm. You know, and and for for the listeners that don't know what the prison to preschool pipeline is, is a process in which students are pushed out of school throughout school, you know, through school suspensions, out of school suspensions, overly harsh discipline in the, um, in, and into the prison systems. The factor is like zero tolerance policies, uh, within school disturbance laws, increase in school police support. Um, and so, and it targets people of color and there's an emphasis on males within this systematic approach of raising people within, within this, this, um, 
this policy, this program, um, ideology in a sense. And then it also goes hand in hand, like you kind of touched on with cannabis and there's and the equity thing and the cannabis imprisonments that that's happened throughout the years. Um, you know, folks getting in, put into prison because they're either growing, they're selling, whatever the case is. And now that it's become legalized, when you as you mentioned in 2016, um, you know, there's still people still locked up in there. There's still folks that are that have been, you know, kind of like shut shut into the system. And, and it feels like they were locked in, you know, and kind of thrown away the key. And so, so to see programs like um, the program that you work for, where, where they're now bringing up another opportunity with education, higher education in the prison system. Talk to me about how you got involved with, with that organization. Um, I was volunteering my time with Project Rebound at first over there at uh, San Francisco State Campus. And then um, upon graduating, I graduated in the in the middle of COVID. So they were shutting down all the campuses. They were shutting down jobs. Um, so I didn't really I didn't really know what I was going to do. So I turned to being an entrepreneur, uh, starting an online business, Moon of Abundance, uh, starting Dough Flavors, the brand, while I was advocating for cannabis equity in Contra Costa County. And, um, but I eventually found uh, a job, a remote job that worked out good for me and my family, uh, through the Alliance of Higher Education, uh, in prison. And what that does is pretty much they just, they put on like a national, they're known for a national conference. They're known for an annual, uh, report where they're like a centralized hub for other nonprofits and organizations that are doing higher education and prison work for, uh, incarcerated students. So this was pretty much, you know, this is where I came from. So I could really use my experience and I could really use my connections to, you know, be a good asset to, uh, asset to the company and, you know, uh, produce some good work, especially with, um, you know, uh, I, I was directly involved in the planning of a national conference that just happened in November in Denver and uh, over 400 uh, people attended from different organizations and nonprofits throughout the country that do the same type of work in the field. And um, I've always had a passion for this type of work, especially, you know, Securing my uh, securing my freedom, securing my parole and my release, um, and really just you know having people learn from me and my mistakes and my triumphs as well, and uh, whether it was through Project Rebound, and now for the Alliance for Higher Education in Prison. Oh man! And so, what when when I used to do a lot of social work as well, and and um, before coming into the cannabis industry, I, I was doing a lot of, I worked in the preschools mm-hmm. and I worked in the Head Starts and I was creating um, conferences and creating workshops and specifically for men. Uh, I work on some, with programs for men and their children. And, and one of the things that, one of the, the, the programs that would always reach out to us were programs that were focused on men that are incarcerated and how can they connect the, the men and their children mm-hmm. while being incarcerated and how, how can we continue to build um, relationships with their children and continue to just have those avenues? Um, are, is there, is there similar programs to with, with that within the program that you're working with? Yeah. Especially with keeping that communication between family members. It's very important for like, you know, mental health, especially when you're taking in prison programs, you know, you, you need a support system. I mean, it's some people do have their family, some people don't, but if you do, that's just more of an advantage for a, um, somebody that's inside, a student that's inside that would, you know, have a better likelihood of sticking with the program, being successful with the program, um, continuing continuing on after uh, parole. 
uh, following up with school or with their family and also maybe another job. Yeah. And what are some of those challenges that, that you face like as a day to day when you start working with with folks that are in the program? Uh, with, for me, it was access because I was on parole. I was on terms, so I couldn't go into a facility. So I would really just be working kind of like on the back end. Yeah. Uh, now I work with other organizations that can do the work on the back end, like what I'm doing, and also work with the field, going yeah. into facilities, um, going into uh, juvenile adult uh, women's facilities, and uh, things like that. And or how I, has COVID affected this? COVID has greatly affected this just because they've been locking everything down. So right. now that hinders um, workers in the field going into facilities. Okay. And what are some of the steps that maybe you'd like to see change to be able to continue helping the folks that are incarcerated that are mm-hmm. that are like getting ready to, to be out on parole and, and like what are some some of those steps that you'd like to see change? Uh, really it's the technology. I know a lot of them, you know, especially when they can't, you know, get uh, teachers or tutors like directly, you know, in front of, in front of them in class. Uh, luckily everything is done through Zoom. And really just getting them like tablets. A lot of uh, facilities is trying to incorporate tablets, more computers in there. And, you know, they, you know, they need access to these tools as well. Just like regular college setting students out here. Okay. That's dope. All right. Um, Talk to me about that moon of abundance. I know you touched on like a lot of entrepreneurship and, and getting into that. Like what, what sparked the idea of, of starting that that um, organization or, or that business. Yeah. Um, Moon of Abundance is a crystal healing, like, online store that I started with my girl uh, right when COVID hit. Um, you know, everybody was getting laid off. I just graduated. Not sure if I'm going to find a job or hop yeah. back into the workforce. So we just, you know, <laughs> got our entrepreneurship on, and um, it was really her idea. She's really into it. I learned a lot from her. I kind of knew about crystals and like um, different spirituality and um, uh, their ways of healing, especially in uh, native cultures. Um, and you know, she just kind of enlightened me on a whole bunch of different stuff. And I'm like, well, you know, let's let's start an online store. We got to do something, you yeah. know, better than just watching the news all day and kind of dreading our situations and our circumstances right do, now. Do you tie any of that into you know your cannabis usage? Uh, for sure. I know she knows more th- in that aspect, yeah. but, you know, just just burning cannabis, just burning the flower and respecting the plant uh, from all processes, from cultivating it to from, you know, harvesting flower to extracting it. Um, I've read, uh, you know, a couple books on how our ancestors, you know, respected this plant, how other natives to America have re- uh, used cannabis for healing. And those are actually some things I've learned from Oaksterdam as well. And we for sure tried to tie in the educational part in the healing part of our um, uh, on our online store. So I pretty much wrote like, you know, blogs educating somebody on this particular uh, herb or this particular stone. That's dope. What it's good for and what it's been used for in the past. I like yeah. that because I just started getting into stones. I, I, <laughs> I just got mine. I, I carry mine all the time. Yeah. Just, I call them my infinity stones nice. Uh, nice. <laughs> because, man, they work wonders for me. And I, I carry them with me everywhere I go. Um, I have this, um, I can't even think of what it's called right now. But all I know is that it's, it, it's, it's to, to help with toxic energies. And it, since it has the, the, the little arrowhead 
stone to it. it it that's what it's for and then i have my little love quartz to keep yep. that love energy and stuff so i'm definitely keep Good i always balance. keep this around with me especially just to keep <laughs> that love going in my household for sure for sure <laughs> they all got different properties and what's cool about them is that when i get them imported into the country they're considered live specimens so all their spiritual healing you know properties is surrounded by is you know involves energy and i really I, I truly believe as far as like, you know, energy transfers and, you know, uh, positive is contagious as well as negative energy is contagious. And I feel like the stones, you know, they're considered live specimens. So they got to have something to do with, you know, that energy flow and, you know, what their properties bring out. Yeah. I just, you know, since I just came back from El Salvador, I went to one of the small towns and it's like when it comes to stones and like their spirituality, it's a huge thing, like huge. It, it's part of their daily life part of their healing part of like their spirituality it just goes hand in hand you know so uh, i when i saw that i was like oh that's dope man yeah i appreciate you know, that yeah you know it's all about educating new new people on this yeah. you know this has been around for thousands of years sure. and you know learning back from our ancestors and just providing that education to our peers our family random people i think i that's i think that's dope yeah i uh, think that's something we talk about uh you know, often here on set that um, it has to, it's more than just a plan. It's more than just sitting down and getting high. And now that's great, of course, but you know, it, there's so much tied into it in our culture and trying to take that back, trying to, you know, tie it with our roots again. And then realizing that it's more than just, you know, what it mainstream has made it to be. That Yeah, for sure. And, and, and so you, you touched on Oaksterdam and you touched on, um, learning about the plant. How was your time at Oaksterdam? It was great. Um, I ended up getting a scholarship through the Success Center in San Francisco. I met um, I met uh, a friend of mine, uh, Angela White, and was just she was just educating anybody that wanted to come and learn about social equity and cannabis. Just open door, just sign this right here that you attended, and then uh, through that, I was able to get. The free scholarship. I went over there for the basic and the advanced uh, business business part of and, the curriculum. And talk and, and for our listeners, um, explain explain to our listeners what is Oaksterdam. What what's the mission behind Oaksterdam? Where where can we find out more information about that? Uh, Oaksterdam is uh, pretty much like the first cannabis type of college. They have a they have a lot of different curriculums. Whether you want to learn how to grow indoor outdoor you want to learn how to fundraise you want to learn how to advocate you want to learn how to actually you know learn the operations and about the intellectual property part like uh the ba uh the basic and advanced business classes they have different curriculums for whatever part of cannabis in the industry or what you want to learn about and uh, yeah i ended up getting a free scholarship and uh, for the for the business aspect nice and 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 so how long is that the, the classes for it. I, I saw that 2019 is that when you finished is that when you entered yeah I um what they offer usually I believe is like maybe like a month or two so you're going for about eight weeks or so um but with this scholarship it was a an expedient route okay. so it was like a crash course like so you have to dedicate a whole weekend full eight hour days and then you just have professors just coming to knock out the different parts of the curriculum and that's what I ended up doing since, you know, time, you know, you, you pay full price and you get the full time with two, two months, let's say. Gotcha. But this was really an advantage just because it was a crash course. 
I was able to get certified, get my diploma with Oaksterdam and really just have like a hands-on approach with the different professors, um, everybody that was trying to learn about equity through the Success Center in San Francisco. All right. And so you, you're bringing up equity. Um, are, are you, have you gone through the, the process of, of being an equity verified um, individual and explain that process to us? Uh, well, the process, because right now we're just a brand and we're a brand under uh, Seventh Wave LLC, which is based in Humboldt and they're equity certified. So coming from where we're coming from and us pushing uh, cannabis equity in our neck of the woods, um, I mean, you know, as soon as we can go for a license, we're going to for sure try to get a, you know, equity certified license and go that route. But us partnering with Seventh Wave, us being um, uh, a brand, persons of color, uh, yeah, we we're cannabis equity. Dope. And so it, so then that transitions us to, to Dope Flavors, mm-hmm. right? And, and talk to us about about the, the creation of Dope Flavors. How did that come about? And and shout out to 7th Wave. Shout out to, to the team, Timo and Elisa. Um, you know, we, we've, we work together all the time. They're one of our equity sponsors as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but talk to us about Dope Flavors, and then, and then we'll transition into to all of that. Yeah, big shout out to 7th Wave. Um, for taking a chance on us and really just embracing us into their business, um, you know, into their legacy business in cannabis. But um, Dope Flavors came from advocacy. It was just me trying to just, you know, talk to people on, uh, well, city council members, mayors, uh, city attorneys, like, hey, Pittsburgh needs av- uh, Pittsburgh needs cannabis equity. Antioch needs cannabis equity. Contra Costa needs equity, especially going into the cannabis industry. Um and then from there, uh, just really learning about brands. And then that's how Dope Flavors came up through our advocacy, going to Oaksterdam, learning about uh, business, uh, learning about branding yourself, uh, especially in the cannabis business where it's very competitive, um, yeah. very saturated. Absolutely. So um, you know, the, the brand is what's going to be here at the end of the day and, and later on 10, 100 years from now. Who so, knows? So how long has a brand been in existence? Since 2019. Since 2019. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. Because, I mean, ba- looking at, like, the marketing and looking at all the work that's being put into it, it, it feels like you guys are, like, everywhere with, with the marketing strategy that you guys have. Um, and, and it's like you guys have a, a team of a million folks. How many folks do you really have on your team? And, and how, how are you making this strategy work out for yourselves? really a couple handful of people on this team and they're they're all over the state but um it's really on you know real just being loyal and just being good to our supporters to our family and friends that support us um because we're working double time especially when it comes to social media just from getting shadow banned and um ig and online really just monitoring and really just censoring a lot of our content and we try to keep within those community guidelines but um Really, we got to be out in the streets. We got to be out in the trenches because we're already, you know, suppressed online. So really just coming out and showing out and then, you know, showing love and support to wherever we go. Oh, man. And then it shows because like you fucking flew way the you flew all the way down to L.A. <laughs> oh, yeah, most from definitely. the Bay to be here, man. And we yeah. really appreciate all that effort that you're putting definitely. in for, sure. for, for the brand. And it shows all the work that you guys def- you, you're putting it's there. You're definitely about it, and I appreciate that. Thank you from that man. Um, we're gonna do a quick little game with you, boss. We're gonna do what's called um, flash questions. Would you rather um, be quick? Quick answers here. Um, first question that I got for you is: 
Would you hit the pause button in life or rewind button in your life? Oh, wow. <laughs> um, just off the top of my head, just being from the hip, um, you know, I uh, there's a bunch of things I've done in life that I've learned from, and I wouldn't want to go back, you know, no matter how bad they were or whatever the type of negative situations or circumstances arose from it. So I guess I'd take a pause because everybody needs a pause, especially – and it's hectic in life. Hopefully that pause is somewhere on a, you know, exotic island and, you know. <laughs> yeah. But uh, as far as going back and trying to change stuff, I, I don't know. I, I, I'm into learning lessons and, and building on top of that. All right. All right. Would you rather go back in time to visit your ancestors or go into the future and visit your great-great-grandchildren? I'd probably go back and ask my ancestors a whole bunch of questions. <laughs> I, yeah, I just think, man, 10,000 years back or some along those lines, it's like you could really learn a lot from them. And there was, we really don't know all that the potential they had back then yeah. or what they knew. So much has been deleted or suppressed throughout time, especially in our current time. I'd go back in and holler at my ancestors. All right. Would you rather go for the rest of your life without internet? Or without AC and heating. Oh, man. I think the internet is a very, very um, powerful tool that helps a lot of people out uh, nowadays, especially when it comes to information, you know, us knowing information. So I'd, I'd probably just go without heating and AC. Uh-huh. To, I'd make that work and you'll rough make, it. You, you, you'll work my, it out. got my internet, though. <laughs> you'll work it out. All right. A tool I use every day. What about you? Same, Same question. Bro. Get a blanket, get a fan, <laughs> you know. And just work that shit out. Sweat it out. Yeah. <laughs> yes, no, no internet. What about you, Alex, man? What would you do, man? If Would you have to hit that pause button or rewind button in your life? Yeah, I'd take a pause. Take can't, a pause? Can't, can't focus on trying to go back, you know. Just like, make yourself go crazy trying to think about stuff like that, I think. All right. Yeah, let's All take right. a pause. Would you guys rather s- smoke? Take an edible or hit the concentrates. Smoke. Smoke flour? Yeah. Lately, I've been dabbing. Yeah. I, I was just a flour connoisseur for the longest, but now that, man, going up, going, messing with Seventh Wave got me dabbing. Ooh, oh, <laughs> that's true. <laughs> I've, been, I've been hearing a lot about, about them, and with, <laughs> Timo's always with his puff coat. Yep, exactly. <laughs> Conveniency works. Yeah. It's yeah, different. So I, I've been I've been dabbing. Yeah. I've been dabbing a lot more lately. Okay. All right. Um <laughs> last question that I got for you guys. <clears throat> what is your go to munchie whenever when when you're when you're feeling it? What's that go to munchie menu? It's either fresh fruit in the fridge or cereal. Fresh fruit or cereal? Yep. All right, what about you, Alex? What you got? Jeez, that's good with some uh, chicken salad from Trader Joe's, bro. Chicken salad from Trader Joe's. <laughs> Man, I was expecting something crazy from both of y'all. <laughs> you pinpoint that one, too. Or, yeah. Or shout out to Fat Sal's. Fat Sal's. I've heard about Fat Sal's. All right. Check them out. What about you, B? What's uh, what's your go-to munchie? Because mine is, mine is I'll do cereal or I'll do, um, I'll grab cookies. <laughs> Cookies with some milk. That's that's my go-to for sure. Or you know what? I'm lying. 
I'll, or I'll have some like some chips with some uh, cream cheese dip and be looking at me like, Damn. what the <laughs> fuck? Because I, I'm, hey, I'm lactose cheese. intolerant. Uh-huh. And, but I don't, that doesn't stop me. Nope. Doesn't stop me at all. I live uh-huh. my life. That's what I'm <laughs> <laughs> To the fullest. I, I, yeah. I, I don't risk that. I'm lactose intolerant too and I don't risk it at all. But uh, mine is chips and salsa. Chips and, and salsa. Yeah, you put that on the table and I'm... Uh, it's like I'll finish a whole bottle of salsa, man. You, you know, you know what's good too, putting cream cheese over and then salsa over it. Ceviche. We had that oh, ceviche last night. For okay. The Niner game. Oh, nice. So talking yeah. about the Niners. Oh man, Niners. Shout out Niners. Woo! We're going to that championship we game. We're going. We going to that championship <laughs> game, and it's looking like. Look, it's looking like we're gonna meet with the Rams because the Rams currently right now twenty seven thirteen with three minutes left. So it doesn't look like Brady pulled that out. Game gone. Hey, so good for them. Huh? We're gonna we're gonna have Frisco here in L A next week. Cool. They might as well just pull up because they're gonna stay here for the next few weeks sure. with the Super Bowl here in L A too. <laughs> um, but what what are your thoughts on that on that game? Man, that Crazy. was. Where would we be without the D? Feel me, our defense. <laughs> For real, special teams. Man. Big on that one. Defense on special teams. Everything went down to the wire, down to the last field goal at the end of the yep. game. Bro. Got one touchdown in the first quarter and then didn't see nothing for three quarters after that. that. Yeah, the defense stepped it up, man. And, For sure. And I'm a, I'm a huge Niner fan. Like I'm, a, like, the biggest Niner fan ever. And I have so many superstitions and so many weird-ass <laughs> shit that <laughs> – that I have, um, <laughs> he's laughing because she Let's already knows, man. So, in, I'm, I'm gonna explain it all for for everyone. So, Buffalo Wild Wings, Buffalo Wild Wings is a part of this <laughs> because that that first run a few years ago with Kaepernick and they made that run into the Super Bowl. Um, we would we would watch games, and this was me. And my two brothers, my two younger brothers, who would go to Buffalo Wild Wings. And we'd go to Buffalo Wild Wings that year. And every, we went to, we tried to make it to every game that year. And every time we went to Buffalo Wild Wings, they won. We went maybe, I think, three times that we didn't go. And those three times they lost that season. So they, they had a 13-3 and three season that year. And so playoff time, we went, they won. And we had just bought this 50-inch TV. A 55-inch TV at the time. And we were like, we bought that TV knowing we're going to host a Super Bowl party because we, with this big-ass TV. And we made it to the fucking Super Bowl. And we were like, fuck, what do we do? Because we've been going to Buffalo Wild Wings. Time we didn't go, we lost. Uh-oh. Time we, you know, we did, we did go, they won. And so we decided, you know what? We're going to bring Buffalo Wild Wings to the house. So we ordered Buffalo Wild Wings. We, we, we got the – my brother worked there too, so he brought us napkins. He brought us the mat, the, the table mats, and we tried to replicate Buffalo Wild Wings at the house, but that was the year that they lost to the Ravens. Yeah. Boom. Yeah, so then <laughs> it was bullshit. But, all right, so then my brother moves to Miami, and that first year that he moved to Miami, Niners went to the Super Bowl. But – we weren't doing the Buffalo Wild Wings thing, and we, we know what happened. We, they lost to the Chiefs, right? Mm-hmm. 
Now my brother yeah. moved back to LA this year, and now the first year back, they're on their way to what looks like a Super Bowl run, and so we've been going to Buffalo Wild Wings <laughs> this entire time this year, and we went to Buffalo Wild Wings last week, and, and I had to show up after halftime, so I left like at like with six minutes left in the second quarter, so I can get there right at halftime last week. And we ended up winning the game last week against the Cowboys, right? Mm-hmm. So then this week it was like, we got to do the same shit. So all the way to the Super Bowl. I left at six minutes of the second quarter last night, got to Buffalo Wild Wings at halftime. And I told you about that too, Steven. Mm-hmm. I was like, if you want to go, I'm going to be there after halftime. That there's There was a reason to that madness. For sure. It was because of my superstitions mm-hmm. and shit. And sure enough, Fucking won the game last night. <laughs> Don't quit. So <laughs> next week, I'm doing the same thing. I'm leaving in the sixth minute of the second quarter to get to Buffalo Wild Wings to win next week against the what looks like it's going to be the Rams. But then the Super Bowl, when we had the Chiefs game for the Super Bowl, I I was so excited. I hosted the Super Bowl party. B was there, and B saw the excitement, and then B saw the demise mm-hmm. of my my emotions. But B saw firsthand. <laughs> but this year, I'm taking. We're not taking any chances. <laughs> we're gonna be at Buffalo Wild Wings every day. So Niner fans, I'm gonna do my part, and I'll be at Buffalo Wild Wings to make sure that this shit wins. Because I, I, I blame it on myself. I blame it on us for not being at Buffalo Wild Wings. Yep, we, we appreciate you going. Yeah. Yes, we appreciate you going. <laughs> Yes, that, that, there's like no other explanation other than that. Can't break the chain. And if you guys had a superstition involved, it doesn't matter because it, it was on us. We <laughs> fucked it up. You guys did everything you had to do. We fucked it up. Stay strong. <laughs> we we fucked it up, man. I'm sorry. <laughs> so so talk to us about dough flavors, man, and what what's to come within the cannabis legalization, the legal market. With the legal market, we're gonna have a, we're actually gonna have a couple skews of flour. We're gonna have a couple skews of pre rolls. Have a hash and a hash infused pre rolls and diamond infused pre rolls. And then we're also gonna be hitting the concentrate market with live resin and live resin diamonds. So we're gonna have a couple skews of each hitting wow. the shelves next month. Hopefully around the end of February. Okay. Nice. And I, I remember. Listening to to another episode that you guys were on with uh, No Invite Podcast, right? Shout out yes, to sir. them. Um, and you, you did mention that you were looking to, to make a drop in February. Um, how's that How's that challenge been for you? Have you been making those connections with shops already? And what does that look like? Do you have like um, an idea of what shops are going to be picking you guys up? And where can folks start finding Dope flavors in February. Yeah, we're um, we're hoping to drop you know statewide, but definitely our presence is going to be in the Bay Area. We have a few different shops in Contra Costa County, also in San Francisco and Oakland that we have in mind. Um, also down here in LA. Um, really, I'm looking at uh, you know Stizzy's been showing a lot of love to Equity, so you know yeah. we definitely want to um, inquire with Stizzy. Big fan of Stizzy as well. Also, uh, shout out Backpack Boys, uh, working out, you know, getting our SKUs and Backpack Boys down here, yeah. Hollywood, San Diego, Long Beach. Um, and, yeah, really just get it out to the people. 
is really just, you know, being, you know, having a good selection, uh, knowing that there is a lot of time and consideration as far as with the quality of the products as well. Um, you know, we've been we've been working with Timo since the fall, so you can see how long the back end process has been as far as with you know finalizing finalizing designs and concepts um, with flower and concentrate, also with all the marketing and the promo um, going on as well at the same time. And um, you know, just like I said, really just showing up places, you know, setting up uh, merch booths or really just like demonstration and really just getting out. Um, to our family and friends out there and show them, you know, good quality product and then where they can actually get it from. Nice. And how are you going to, like, what what's, being that it's so, we, we touched on it, being saturated and, and it's already hard enough to try to get new brands on shelves, right? You know, there's been brands that's that's been there since what, four or five years since mm-hmm. these shops are you know have been open what what separates you guys from the other brands that our listeners should know about to go ahead and pick up your brand uh we're equity certified you know this we come from the trenches you know we come from marijuana prohibition um that's kind of like a little calling card with the dope flavors it, it kind of replicates the skull and crossbones like you, you know we come deriving from the traditional market from the black market um, back when we were demonized and criminalized on something that, you know, we were just entrepreneurs at the head of our time. So, you know, bringing that sort of flavor and bringing that sort of culture with our brand on top of, you know, really just um, staying local, staying mom and pop, uh, dealing with specifically equity supply chains, um, really just bringing forth a, a brand and a product that, you know, people could really enjoy and be happy to return to is our main goal, our main focus, as well as with uh, advocacy and making aware of what advocacy is for cannabis social equity, um, really just pushing that movement and that cause as well. So so as a brand, um, you, you guys are all doing this by yourselves. You have no investments. You have no big-time investors. This is, this is something coming out of you and your team. Super, so this is what it sounds like. Super organic, you know, grassroots from the bottom up. Just networking, just working, just advocating, um, you know, making good alliances and making good relationships with the right people because, you know, this industry doesn't, you know, this industry has nefarious intended intended people in it as well, predatory offers, you know, you can only hear the stories. Have you come across any of those predatory offers or investors? I mean, you know, there those avenues and those alleys have presented themselves, but, you know, at the end of the day, you know, we... Our brand is, you know, what what we stand on. And, you know, we want to, we, you know, we could be patient. We want to deal with the right people. We want to deal with the right groups. You know, um, we represent the, the Bay Area Latino Cannabis Alliance. And we felt like their movement and their cause was pretty much, you know, this is what we're aligned to. Shout out to Balka, yeah, too. Shout man. out to Balka. And you know what? And just from, you know, their atmosphere and the way that they conduct their organization is, is really just, you know, for the people and really just trying to include instead of exclude and uh, manipulate or or really just exploit, especially since our people have been exploited in this industry for so long. Yeah. Um, you know, it, it, it takes people like ourselves to step up and really just, you know, lead by example share and and really just take you know especially for the people coming in behind us you know under under our wing yeah really just show them the right way since this is this is new 
I mean, you know, just California going wreck in 2016, this industry is far from perfect. So as long as, you know, we can get it down and, you know, through trial and error, you know, we'd be able to leave behind or, you know, leave people with some game. So, you know, they, they don't make the same mistakes. Yeah. And, and, and speaking on that and speaking on leaving people with, with game and all that, that, that leads me to my next question related to being a can of parent. Mm-hmm. What, what's that like for you, man? And, and what I'm always interested in listening to other parents that are in the cannabis industry, um, and and their approach, whether what whether they're taking on that approach now, or how they plan on taking that approach with their children, what what does that look like for you in your household? Uh, right now, my household is you know as far as consuming, definitely separating myself sure. from, my, from my four year old. Um, so you have a four year old, yeah. Okay. I have a four year old son, and uh, you know I know it's going to be part of his life. You know, I don't know what his choices are going to be in the future, but, you know, I'm going to be open-minded, way more open-minded than, you know, my upbringing in sure. cannabis. So, uh, you know, just it's just going to be full of trust. And, um, you know, I'm going to be discreet and respectful for, you know, his development, especially right now. So that's yeah. pretty much like that's 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 how cannabis is in the household right now. Okay. And, and um, talking about it, like what – Talking about maybe even business, you know that that's that's big, right? Mm-hmm. That's big on on your behalf. I, I've heard a lot of, you know, listening to a few episodes that you've been on. You, you're big about learning and, and teaching entrepreneurship and um, to everyone and anyone. Like, is that also something that's going to be down the pipeline with your children and and with others out there? Because I think on one of the episodes that, that you were on with no invite, you were talking about taxes and. And being on top of all these different avid, all these different things to to run a legit business, what, what does that mean to you? And and how do you plan on elevating the communities with all that information? Uh, whether it's elevating the community, you know, my son, uh, somebody that I know from my neighborhood, or you know, from my from where I'm at, and just wants to learn, um, you know, I'm I'm gonna shed, I'm gonna you know relay that game, um, you know, like saying taking my son for an example, you know, it's going to be around him. I want to provide those opportunities and advantages to him and, you know, keep my brand legacy, you know, keep this going from generation on generation, whether he wants to go on the sales side, whether he wants to cultivate, whether he wants to be a a cannabis influencer, or if he just wants to go to school and become a doctor, you know? Yeah. So, you know, just have being aware and having the education there, you know, will definitely, really pass a positive message on to the next generation yeah that's dope man and that's important because you know i i have two little ones as well i have a 12 year old and a two year old yeah 12 and two gonna be 13 and three in the next few months and um i don't know i can't remember who i was talking to about this but we were talking about um technology and cell phones Mm -hmm. and, and and addiction to that with children and one of the one of the the top one of the um, unique experiences that was brought up was um, being a parent that's always on the phone, mm. and I chimed in and was like, "Well, I'm constantly on the phone because I'm working out deals, or I'm working on like you know talking business with other folks, and my child is also watching me, right, and and listening, and." actively participating including my 12 year old where 
I remember there was one time we were we were driving out from picking her up from the from school, and we were talk. I someone called me about some flower showing that we were having and, and making those deals, and then after that conversation, she was like, "What were you talking about, Dad?" And I was like, "Oh yeah, I forgot you're in here, but." <laughs> this is what we were talking about. This is what we did. This is what I was explaining to her. Like, we were working out this deal. Mm-hmm. We're talking about numbers. This is the price that, that we're receiving it at. And she was like, but you set this number. I was like, exactly. I set that number because I still have to pay back this person and that person and that person. And she was like, oh, yeah, I forgot you got to pay people back for this and that. She was like, so how much would this deal really work out? And so explaining all those little steps here and there mm-hmm. was was eye-opening for me to like for be sure. like, oh, shit. Like, she's listening. This is a learning opportunity for her so that if she does decide to be in any type of, like, business, mm-hmm. like, she's already learning the game, like, little by little. You know what I mean? And yeah. And so having those steps and having those conversations with your children, like, moving forward, I think, do some do some good things on For it. Sure, very important. I yeah. mean, whether it's you know, like how you said, it's like you could apply that to multiple different things. Yeah, yeah. You never know what's going to be a lesson for them that they could appreciate. So, yeah, definitely agree. What about you, Alex? You got kids? No, nope. keep it that way, brother. <laughs> <laughs> keep it that way. No kids. <laughs> keep it that way as long as you can, my man. I got, I got cats. Cats? Yeah, oh, three, I can't do that either. Oh, I'm allergic to cats. Oh, <laughs> All right, man. So where where can we find you guys um, online? I know you guys also got a lot of merch as well. Um, you're looking to do Papa's Witch. I spoke to some friends of mine out in the mission that got um, nice. That, ha- that has a restaurant. I want to say it's called El Casteito mm-hmm. on like 16th and Mission. Okay, and 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 they're ready to they're ready to rock with you guys and, and have. Have a little pop up for you guys, so we'll, we'll definitely connect you. Shout out to them. Shout out to Monica um, and 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 her family. They just took over that business there, and so they're definitely looking to to change the culture and change the scene with her restaurant. Nice. Um, and so being able to bring bring in some business for both parties um, is definitely the mindset. So um, we'll definitely connect and get you guys there as well. Um, but where else can we find you guys? Right now, we're just mainly on IG uh, at underscore D underscore flavors, dope underscore flavors underscore. Uh, we're all, we also have the dope flavors uh, LA, dope underscore flavors underscore LA. Um, there's going to be an online store coming soon. So definitely look out for that. And then we post announcements all the time on IG. But we will definitely have an uh, online store. And that's going to be for merch. Um, also gonna we're looking into a pretty good rewards program as far as with you know catching us at a pop-up scan a QR code and you get some rewards points and you'd be able to use that towards merch in the future online um, yeah just be on the lookout for our announcements we'll be at pop-ups we'll be nice. all whether Bay Area or Southern California sounds good sounds good um, B do you have any last words yeah, man. Um, remember that as a consumer, like you go into the shops and you ask for these brands. You know, don't forget that that if you want to try these out, if you want to find them in your local um, in your local area, you got to ask for them. 
Absolutely. You know? Especially here in LA. Yeah. You know, I know that in the Bay there's there's policies put in place um for equity brands to be on the shelves mm-hmm. and, and and so that there's already that culture in in, in the Bay uh for equity brands, but, but here in LA we don't have that. Um and, and as more and more brand more and more equity shops are starting to open up, um we're gonna start to see that wave change, mm-hmm. but all the existing shops that are already in LA, in San Diego, in all these other cities down south, they, there there isn't that wave. So for all our listeners that are tuning in, um, and you guys are in these cities, make sure to ask for where are your equity brands? For where sure. are where can I find where can I find equity brands? Why don't you have any? And and if not, like let's let's try to let's make that push mm-hmm. to get more equity brands on the shelves here in in the in LA County and in all the SoCal cities um, to be able, because that's who we're helping. We're helping out small business owners. We're helping out brands like Dough Flavors. We're helping out brands like Seventh Wave and Four Gs um, who are family owned. You know, no big investors that that are in. You know that are within their organization. It's it's a group of just folks that are trying to make generational wealth for their family. So, as a listener, as a consumer, um, you know, bring out social equity. You know, talk that up amongst your amongst the shops because at the end of the day, these big brands they're they're not helping. They're they're not you know although they, although they may be working you know with with other organizations. You you know that with equity brands, you're you're definitely helping out the small shops. So for sure, definitely put that out there um, as as our listeners advocate for our social equity brands, support our equity brands, um, because you know they're they're the ones that are making the the push for policy change throughout the state and and, and throughout every state, right? Yeah. So push them out, please. Uh, we appreciate those that that do and. and for those that haven't, I believe that you will too. I know you will. Yeah. I believe you. <laughs> That's the first thing I'm asking when I go into the store. That's why I like going to the store, just chopping it up with the bud tenders, seeing like, hey, where's your equity shelf? Where's where's it at? Let me see your equity brands. And one that I stumbled across from was, was from you with the fizz, the the strawberry fizz soda. That was really good. So it is good, right? Yeah. It's delicious. And it's I don't, favorite. I don't, I don't like edibles like that, or, or especially <laughs> drinks because it's kind of hit or miss. Yeah, but I tried a fizz at the, uh, I believe at the Backpack Boys uh, San Diego location. It was, it was, it was it. Yeah, I liked it. I, I do. Yeah, man, I love fizz. Shout out to you guys. Shout out to Jesse. You're, you're amazing, Jesse. Um, <laughs> but. We're going to go ahead and wrap this up, guys. Um, thank you guys for tuning in. Uh, we're here on a Sunday, we're, we, but we normally record every Monday at 420. Um, shout out to TGN Latinx Station for, for having us. Shout out to the Good News Radio app. Um, subscribe to our YouTube channel at Said Connects. Uh, go ahead and follow us on Instagram at Said underscore Connects. Uh, for all the latest news, uh, for updated guests, uh, shout out to... Our social equity sponsors, Seventh Wave with Four Gs, Dope Flavors, um, Rated Gas, and they have other other brands that are going to be coming down the pipeline um, soon. We also got Joyous Four Twenty 
with Fuego 415 and The Fizz and Bianca Star Agency. I want to thank you guys, Steven and Alex, for for being here um, and Dope Flavors. Really appreciate you guys coming down all the way from from San Francisco. Well, well, no, do you stay in do you stay in Frisco now? No, I was at school over there, but I stay in the East Bay. Uh, so still you stay around in the East Bay. Bay. Okay, yeah. mm-hmm. so shout. I mean, even further away from there, right? <laughs> but shout out to you for coming all the way down to LA, man. We really appreciate you coming into the studio. Thank you for having um, us, and and with that being said, you know we'll see you guys next week uh, on Monday at four twenty. We'll see you guys. Thank you. Respect. Thank you, Peace. guys. Thanks. How was that? That was cool, bro. Really appreciate oh, you shit, guys I having the recording. Huh?